Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Leader. As London prepares for the Queen's coffin procession through the city, there's a warning the capital could become full for the first time. Hundreds of thousands of people are expected to head to London over the next five days to witness the Queen both during the procession and lying in state at Westminster Hall. Her late majesty's coffin will be taken from Buckingham Palace to the Palace of Westminster at 2.22 on Wednesday afternoon, but mourners have already started camping out. It's estimated people travelling to the procession could face queues of up to 20 hours, and there are warnings public transport will face unprecedented demand. On top of that, hotels have reported a rise in bookings this week and are expecting high demand through until Monday. So, what does the operation look like to deal with such a huge occasion? And can the city cope with the influx of visitors over the next five days? Our City Hall and Transport Editor Ross Lydell joins me now. So Ross, rail firms are already warning of unprecedented demand. Some services are already sold out, I understand. What are they doing to help commuters? Well, the services from largely the East Coast on the East Coast main line from Newcastle are pretty much sold out on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, there's also issues on the West Coast main line. Uh, many tickets from Manchester or Birmingham have already been snapped up. Uh, also, people trying to travel from Manchester on Saturday can't yet buy a ticket, which is another issue as well. Transport for London expects... Uh, many people to come to London over the weekend and that's probably when the peak demand will be as the last two days of laying in state happen. But uh, there is talk of some extra trains but by and large uh, the services will continue as they do on a normal day. What LNER said today, London North Eastern Railway, was that if you had already booked to come down this weekend prior to the Queen's death, if you were essentially coming for a leisure visit to London, you can actually get a refund now and come again later on if you don't want to be part of the enormous crowds, if that wasn't the purpose of your trip. So the rail firms are trying to make allowances and help as best they can. But the problem is that because of the chaos we've known on the West Coast mainline with Avanti, where it's reduced services some weeks ago because of a lack of drivers, that is now having an impact on services to London on what is regarded as the most important rail link in the country. And the key bit of advice so far seems to be plan your journey meticulously. What is the best plan? The advice here is to think twice probably before you go anywhere near Green Park Station would be the first thing to say. 
over the weekend it was shut on numerous occasions almost on an ad hoc basis due to overcrowding uh, my own family were coming in on Sunday just to go shopping in the West End and on board the Victoria Line the message was beamed up saying Green Park Station closed and what that means is essentially is that the Victoria Line and the Jubilee Line trains just run right through the station so you can't then get off at Green Park and that's simply due to the sheer number of people trying to use the station especially tourists or people not familiar with London won't really know where else to go. Now TfL says there are many alternatives to using Green Park, go to Hyde Park Corner for example, go to Victoria and walk, uh, go to St James's Park and it's provided some new numbers as well just showing the scale of demand. For example Hyde Park Corner on Sunday was something like 140% busier than the previous Sunday, similarly with St James's Park more than 150% uh, more busy. So it shows how many people are coming into London but essentially the advice is look to come in, use public transport, don't even think about driving but be prepared to walk the final mile. You know, if you come to a mainline station such as Victoria or Charing Cross, it's really not very far to walk. You don't have to get that extra tube journey. So uh, plan your journey, look out, don't come to Green Park and uh, get on Shanks's pony, as we say. And as you said, the advice from TfL is to perhaps walk where you can, walk to your last station. Is it just a good idea to walk full stop? Don't get on the tube at all? Well, I believe there was some advice issued by the government in the last 24 hours advising Londoners to work from home if they can, which obviously harks back to the pandemic days. It may be there are plenty of Londoners who just don't fancy coming into town and will find this is a very good reason to continue the habit of working from home. They know how to do it now because of the pandemic. This almost harks back to the Olympics 10 years ago when there were rumours that some Londoners were going to leave town because of all the kerfuffle in the crowds. Of course, those who stayed actually saw the most amazing spectacle. I think the reality is that so many people will be drawn to the centre of town, either to pay their respects to the Queen or just to be caught up in this astonishing moment of history that London will be very, very busy indeed. Um, so, you know, come as you choose, really, but be prepared to queue and uh, take your time, bring supplies, and if you're going to queue for the laying in state, you could wait a very long time, so come prepared. And are there any signs that regular commuters will avoid travelling into or around the city because of this influx of people? Well, it depends how far you're coming from. You know, imagine if you're walking from Hendon or Mill Hill, it'll take you quite a long time to get into town. So probably, you know, come to King's Cross. Even from King's Cross, it's still really quite a walk to Green Park. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. You could, of course, jump on a Boris bike if you want to do that. Um, you could get a cab. You could get a bus, might be the most sensible thing. But the other thing to remember is that there'll be substantial road closures all around St James's Park, around Buckingham Palace, around Green Park. So you won't be able to get right through uh, to, to the most central areas. You know, last week, as soon as the Queen died, pretty much the Constitution Hill was closed off, the Mall was closed off, and we saw the huge crowds there. And the reason for this is simply due to crowd control. Tens and tens of thousands of people are coming and it's for their safety and the safety of others that road closures are being implemented. So TfL has actually published a list of other stations as well in which it is worried about overcrowding and people are asked to sort of take that into account and choose where they go to. But, you know, for example, Westminster is likely to be busier, uh, Charing Cross is likely to be busier and even up, even up in Lancaster Gate on the edge of Hyde Park, that's expected to be busier as well. Let's take a break now. In part two, the Evening Standard's John Dunn tells us just how busy London might get. 
I've never seen anything like it. And the number of security officers on the streets, even at times when the terror alert was extremely high, I think this, this exceeds that. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. The Evening Standards, John Dunn joins me now. So, John, the most alarming part of this story is the potential for London to become full. What does that look like and where has that line come from, I suppose? I think um, the authorities, especially the police, are very concerned that hundreds of thousands, if not a million people, are going to flock to London. And they have been congregating at Buckingham Palace over the last few days since the Queen's death. They've been laying flowers in Green Park and it has been a fairly orderly event. But having said that, with the laying in state ahead, many more people are expected to flock to London and queue to see the Queen, have that historic moment with the coffin, to pass by the coffin. And I think the potential for millions of people to flock to London to do that has put pressure on policing and has raised alarm bells with the government. And it's obviously a huge security operation. Worries there are going to be possibly a million extra people heading into London. Can the city cope with that? Uh, Having having been out and about today, um, there's um, thousands more security officers. Private security firms have been drafted in to help police the streets, to man roadblocks, if you like. Some roads have been cut off to stop log jams and to organise the crowds effectively. I think 10,000 police are going to be on the streets backed by these private security guards. I think the answer is that the police are doing everything within their power. They've stopped leave so that they can get as many officers out on the streets Police officers have come from all around the country to help them and to bolster the operation. So they are ready, but it's impossible to know exactly how many people are going to come into London. So they have to be ready for every eventuality. That's it. And another problem that they're likely to have to deal with and manage is these long queues that are being reported potentially up to 20 or even 30 hours in some cases. That's unlike anything London's ever seen, isn't it? No, it's unprecedented and it's prompted an unprecedented policing operation. I mean, the idea that the government is officially warning of 30-hour queues. There are strict rules for these queues. People who go through are going to have to be scanned. They're going to have airport-style security, which 
is good for security, but in a way is going to mean it's going to take longer to get into um, the Palace of Westminster, uh, which is going to create problems in itself. These queues, I mean, there's been talk of five mile queues. It remains to be seen if people heed the warnings and don't camp overnight. The government said, please don't camp overnight. That won't be tolerated. So it remains to be seen whether people heed these warnings and that um, the event goes off safely and securely. And it's obviously quite a unique occasion because there is this five days of lying in state. Could this be the busiest week London's ever faced? Yeah, I think I've been a reporter on the London Evening Standard for a long time, you know, since the Olympics. We've had the Olympics, we've had huge events in London, but I think this is, I mean, the word unprecedented is used loosely sometimes, but I think really from what I've seen so far and what what we're going to have ahead, it, it is unprecedented. I mean, I was in Green Park this morning and mourners are laying thousands of bouquets of flowers still. I've never seen anything like it. And the number of security officers on the streets Once again, even at times when the terror alert was extremely high, I think this this exceeds that. Talking of unprecedented, you know, one of the organisations that has mentioned unprecedented demand is TfL and some of the other sort of rail services. Do you think this has the potential to bring the city to a standstill just because of the sheer numbers of people planning to come into the capital? I think there are inevitably going to be problems. I mean, people have been warned, TfL have warned people that they probably won't be able to go to the funeral and then go to Windsor Castle afterwards. They won't be able to travel easily in and out of London. And there are potential log jams. I think what TfL are asking people to do is plan ahead very, very specifically to look at live news, their live updates, their transport updates to see what's going on. But I think inevitably with that many people packing into a very small area of central London, there's inevitably going to be too much demand. And it remains to be seen what problems that throws up. And I understand there could be some changes to the way the tube runs as well. Things like some non-stopping trains and alterations to how people go in and come out of stations. What do you know about that? Having been out and about today, there's already changes on the roads. Roads are being closed. Pedestrians are being ushered in different directions. Uh, Pavements closed. And I think stations as well, the logistics are being looked at. And there will be changes to um, exits and entrances, somewhat like when there's a logjam, I suppose, at Oxford Circus on a commuter day and people have to be rerouted. This inevitably will happen. And the extra security and the extra stewards drafted in will be responsible for showing people safe ways to enter and exit stations. And from what I've seen today, there are thousands of people taking on that sort of role. And there is a sort of flip side to this, isn't there? Because when lots of people come into London, it can be, or usually is, a good thing for businesses. Do you think there is that sort of hidden plus for the city with so many people coming to the capital over the next five days? I think that's definitely the case. Post-COVID, London's taken a time. It's been a stuttering start. The reignition of the economy here. And and I I think if you have a cafe or if you have a business, you would be doing well. I was down at Crean Park today and the cafes around there, the cafes in the park were very busy. And the number of international tourists here is incredible. I mean, the number of different nationalities laying flowers really does lay testament to how popular the Queen was and what a worldwide figure she was. And obviously, these international tourists, they bring in cash and they keep the uh, tills ringing for the businesses. So that's definitely the case. There will be a boost for the economy. 
And just finally, John, for people who are planning to come into the city over the next five days or so, what is the best advice to follow in terms of trying to avoid as much travel disruption as possible? I think look at the live updates, TFL News. It will be a movable feast. Things will change. So keep an eye on that live information. Obviously, media organisations will be blogging about the situation on the ground, in, including the Evening Standard, as to what's happening. Plan your trip very carefully. Give yourself a long time to get into central London and to get out. And uh, patience is the watchword, really, because London is going to be full. There's more news on the Queen's lying in state procession in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.